this episode of My Cat's Tale, let's meet Clara and Storm. Clara's a tabby and Storm's a tuxedo. He's a bit bigger than her, but she's the boss. They know a lot more people around here than I do. They go into houses of folk I don't know. Clara has a chair in one of the neighbour's summer houses because she just goes in there and sits in it with them. Joining me now on My Cat's Tail is David from, I understand, the far north of Scotland, but sometimes the geography can be a bit east and west and whatever. Welcome to the show, David. Hi. I live near Aberdeen and I come from the far north near John O'Groats. And the story we're telling today is about Clara and Storm. Yeah, they're my cats that I've had for six years now. I'm a systems engineer, so I'm away a lot and rely on my neighbours to look after them while I'm away and a fair bit of technology as well. Technology is a, it's a big part of their story, but first of all, let's go back. How old were they when, when you found them? When I moved into my house, I sort of idly thought I would get a pet or two when I settled in. And uh, about eight years later, I had no pets. I was buying new windows and my sister suggested getting a blank panel in the patio doors so that I could have a cat flap. And I did. Once they were in, bought cat flaps. The following weekend, after a work trip away, I thought, about time to start looking for cats. Found ones, contacted them, went and saw them and took them home the next morning. So the cat flap came first before the cats? I thought, better be prepared. <laughs> there was two kittens looking for a home. Uh, they were 12 weeks old. They'd been with their mum the whole time. Their mum was apparently desperate to get rid of them. <laughs> and that, and by that, I mean the cat, their mum. So they've lived with you ever since. Yeah. But your work takes you away quite a lot. They're, they're left alone, but they're never really alone when you go away, are they? That was one of the things before I decided to... Get them was speaking to neighbours, see that uh, they'd be willing to feed them if I went away at short notice, if I get a call saying you need to be on a helicopter in two hours or something like that. And it's turned out they've never been in a cattery. They just stay here. Or they've been up with my parents for a couple of weeks if I've been away for a couple of weeks. So there is a lot of community around Clara and Storm near you. Yeah, I've got a few neighbours that take turns feeding them. They go. They know a lot more people around here than I do. They go into houses of belong to folk I don't know. Clara has a chair in one of the neighbours' summer houses because she just goes in there and sits in it with them. Tell me about them. They're from the same litter, although Clara's a tabby and uh, Storm's a tuxedo. He's a bit bigger than her, but she's the boss. They go out alone, but often appear back together. They will fight, but if there's another cat about that's having a look at them, they will stand shoulder to shoulder, and it can be like seconds apart. Clara could give Storm a clout, and then the next thing they see a ginger cat across the road, and they're side by side. Do you, do you hear much from the neighbours about what they're getting up to? 
one neighbour who just to work shifts would uh, woke up one day and found uh, Clara sleeping on the bed next to him because summer doors were open and she just wandered in, found somewhere comfortable, have places that they sleep with it, but they settle down with neighbours to just go and see them. So obviously, Clara and Storm have yourself in your house as their home, but how many other places do you think that they would consider places that they could visit? I've uh, been looking for uh, Storm's tracker once and discovered it was in someone's garden. So couldn't just wander in and pick it up. So I called at their door and uh, then when they opened the door, Storm was had followed me. He was at my heel and uh, I saw in their kitchen, Clara lying on the floor getting her belly rubbed. <laughs> There's someone I'd never met before. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about these trackers. A couple of times they'd got stuck in places. Storm had got stuck in a, a neighbour's garage and then Clara in a greenhouse. And I'd sort of looked at the... You know, seen adverts and looked at the things before, but I hadn't um, got round to deciding anything. And... Uh, then when uh, the second time uh, when Clara got trapped, I thought, right, it's time to get this. And then I ordered it, or ordered one each. And before it arrived, I got a call while I was out from one of my neighbours. And they said, uh, David, it's about your cat. And you can probably imagine my thought was, oh, what's happened to her or him? But uh, what had happened was she'd got in a Tesco delivery van and the next stop was a few miles out into the country. It was at a driving range, uh, the next stop, and I spoke to the driver because he'd had to come back because he'd actually forgotten to make his delivery in the commotion. He said they'd been delivering to my neighbour, gone back out to the van to shut the door, and this black and white cat, Storm, jumped out. And he thought, oh, that was lucky. Shut the door, drove to his next stop and opened the door and another cat jumped out, Clara. So she sort of ran away a bit, looked about and then disappeared into the trees. So went out uh, looking, searched around the area, showed the driving range owner what she looked like and uh, left food um, but she could have gone in any direction she could have been home before me over the next few days I post on Facebook put posters up at the driving range telling you if you see this cat tell them don't go <laughs> near her and then started made leaflets and went uh, all round all the houses in every direction that she you know, might have uh, turn up at wasn't concerned that she would be hungry she's a prolific hunter I was more concerned that she wouldn't turn up until the autumn when everything started hibernating a week later that I got a phone call saying that uh, she'd been seen that one of the houses had delivered a leaflet to or something had been annoying the people's dogs all day saw her just went round, called her name. She came striding out, meowing at me like, where have you been? Why have I been out here? It's all, it's all your fault, David, isn't it? That's what they're saying. Yeah. 
So that led to the idea of a tracker then? Yes. First ones I had worked with GPS, sort of wear a collar with a breakaway section, then changed to other ones which were similar design. And now they've got ones that just hang off their ordinary collar. And they're sleeping, they sometimes push it out the way because you know, it generally hangs under their chin. So does it transmit or does it just record? It transmits periodically depending on the movement. So it doesn't, you know, if they're just lying sleeping, it doesn't uh, bother updating as frequently as if they're fairly active. It records their activity as well, though. Presumably it's battery powered. Obviously it's battery powered. What do you mean? Do you have to charge that up every week or so then? To change the battery every two or three days. Power consumption seems to be affected by the uh, telephone signal in the area. What has it shown you about what Clara and Storm get up to? It shows me the amount of distance they travel every day. They can do like five kilometres. They generally seem areas, but just occasionally they uh, disappear off somewhere else and uh, they don't retrace their route they will do a big circle and come back to the house i thought that storm uh, just got up in the morning when i was getting up but then discovered from his tracker that each morning when the cat flap unlocked he was going out doing a lap around the perimeter of the field across the road and then coming back in back to his bed i didn't know he did that every day for a couple of weeks you said unlock the cat flap. There's a cat flap, cat flap on a timer? Yeah, they're connected. There's an app that can change the time. So there's a curfew setting, but of course it depends on them coming in. And they've sort of worked out how that, wor- uh, how that operates. So they'll test if it's locked before they'll come in at night. Yeah, so th- this is just things that's... Uh, uh, helping me have them while I come and go, try and keep a regular routine. I can see they're coming and going. It so allows me to sort of know what they're doing. I think it takes some of the pressure off the neighbours. If they don't see the cat, we can tell, right, Clara has been out and in six times today. Clara's across the road at the or one of our hunting places or something like that. So they're not panicking, thinking, I haven't seen a cat. Is a cat okay? Where is she? I like the idea of having trying to have a routine. It sounds like, though, that um, you've got this lovely balance of the technology that allows you to care for them and allows you also to go away for work, but also that they still have that contact with the neighbours when you're away. Yeah, they, they know who's feeding them. If if they've eaten all the food, they go to the house of whoever's feeding them. What do your neighbours think of the, the tracker and the technology around the cats? I think they're happy that we can see where they are, what they're doing. It gives them confidence that they're still about. They've not run off further or gone missing or anything. And it's not just the trackers you have. You've got some cameras set up as well so you can occasionally spot them, even in the middle of the night. Yeah, Got a camera for the garden because, uh, well, what initially happened, they, uh, they have a stray friend who would 
come around and to start giving him food and to put a shelter in the garden for him, start putting food in it. And after a few days, late at night, uh, he started meowing outside the window. And I thought, you already so reliant on this that you're complaining when you've eaten it or something. So went out to the shelter, just reached into where I knew the dish was and encountered this spiky thing and leapt back, got a torch and here's a hedgehog munching on the cat biscuits. Got hedgehog food, made a hedgehog shelter and feeder and to keep, so to keep them separate. And now we've got a double uh, hedgehog feeder in the garden with a camera trained on it and a couple of other, uh, two hedgehog houses with cameras trained on them. Presumably also pick up um, other stray cats and animals that are coming through as well. Yeah, there's uh, see a few cats come through quickly or hang around for a while. Is this the life that you expected six years ago when you're thinking cats? Is this what you envisioned? This lovely connected community? I, I thought I would have to occasionally put them into a cat tree if I was away a while or... Uh, I didn't know they would get on so well with everyone. Uh, Clara in particular will occasionally take them up to my parents for, like if I'm going offshore for three weeks, say, drive them up there, leave them there, and then go back for them when I come home. So, yeah, that, those long times away, they're going to go to your parents, and then when it's just away for a week or so, they're, they're shorter periods, they have all this help at home. Yeah. What's it like when you come home? I often read about people when they, they go for a holiday and then the cat's in the huff for days. And the very first time I was away was just two nights and there was no bother. Then the next time I was away it was supposed to be for two weeks. This is when they were still young kittens. And then there were storms and flights got delayed. And then it was looking... Like I wasn't going to get home for Christmas and then definitely wasn't getting home for Christmas. What am I going to do? Neighbours are going away. My brother on his way to my parents for Christmas detoured via Aberdeen, picked up these kittens he'd never met and took them up to my parents. I'd been told that they would just be through the back of the house, same place as our previous cats had spent most of their time. And... Uh, I think they'd been there about 10 minutes and they were lying on the sofa in the lounge. Once I eventually got back after Christmas and got up the road, uh, a few hours before Clara sort of came round, storm was a couple of days and it, it wasn't just sort of huffing. He was making it clear that he wasn't in a good mood with me. He would sit on the lap of somebody sitting next to me and he just sat there with his back to me for about two days and then eventually he uh, came round. Now he'll be waiting for me when I turn up. Do they know when you're about to leave? They know when I'm going because they see me taking out uh, bags for my uh, offshore trip and packing it and uh, taking it out to the car so... They, they obviously know when I'm going away. If they're hungry and I've gone off with these bags, then they go and find someone else to feed them. And it, and it does sound like a lovely life. 
they're supported, they're loved at home. When you're there, when you go away, they know where else they can find love. But a lot of that we can find online as well. I've got Instagram and Twitter accounts for them. So it's so di- different things. It's one of the things that's on the Instagram account is when Storm was on the TV. Early in the first lockdown, when the London Marathon was cancelled, a lot of the charities did 2.6 challenge, where you just could do anything that you were able to do at home to raise funds for them. They were losing out from the Marathon not running. I'd been showing family where cats had been roaming over on the trackers, and one of them said, oh, you should sponsor, uh, should get them sponsored. And I investigated the 2.6 challenge for cats protection and decided to sign him up or sign Storm up for that. The idea was to do 26 kilometres over the time of it and use a tracker to follow it. Just before the date, uh, Katrina Renton asked on Twitter for anyone doing anything different to get in touch. So I answered from Clara and Storm's account. Bit of dialogue, I sent some video clips and photos and uh, then he was at at the end of her report on Reporting Scotland about doing his uh, 2.6 challenge. Then we had to do this uh, 26 kilometres and uh, make sure he reached his target to go out a walk at night as I was allowed to and uh, encourage him to come with me. Clara, of course, reached the 26 kilometres before uh, (laughs) with no encouragement. Last year they did uh, nine miles for cats, so decided to register the two of them for that, again using the trackers. What I did then was just picked out an individual mile each day and uh, sort of made it into an artwork that I gave to people who sponsored us. And these are the coasters that you sent down to the My Cat's Tail office as well. And it, it's, it took us a while to work out what was going on because we hadn't been following them. But it was the, it's the trail of them just moving around the town. Yeah, I just picked out a, a mile from each day and just got a line from that and just made it into a picture. It's a lovely memento for those people who have supported the charity through Clara and Storm, and it's great to continue watching their adventures on Instagram. We will put links back to Clara and Storm's account back on our website, mycatstailpod.com, as they continue to prowl around everywhere. David, it's been great to meet you, and it's been fantastic to hear how you stay in touch with your cats when you're travelling. Thanks for letting me tell part of their tale. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstailpod.com and support us on Patreon. Cameras, tracking collars, cat flaps. We know just a little bit more about our cat's life, but never their entire story. We try to capture some of that on My Cat's Tale, and I thank you 
for listening to this week, to weeks in the future, and maybe going back into our archive through your podcast app, directories, or even our website, mycatstailpod.com. The website's also where you can get in touch with me, tell me what you think about the podcast, or even if you think you have a wonderful tale to tell about your feline friend.